Welcome to 8 with 8, a podcast from Ohio State Support Team 8, where we share what's on our minds and what's in the research from the field of education. We are still looking for PBIS applications in teaching and learning and having no trouble finding them, especially in early childhood. Expectations for today's youngest learners are higher and more rigorous than ever, but these little learners are also just figuring out how to be safe, respectful, and responsible as they interact with each other. With so much to teach in such little time, where do we start? SST8 Early Childhood Consultants Michelle and Stacy are back this week to talk about one particularly critical skill for early learners and the ways that developmentally appropriate practice and PBIS help us build it. Take it away, you two. This is Michelle Smith, and I'm back with Stacy. If you were only allowed to teach one social skill, what would you pick? Wow, that's a tough question. Hmm, they're so important. You know, with everything going on right now, Michelle, we keep hearing about challenging behaviors and behaviors teachers are seeing in classrooms. I think I might say self-regulation. Ah, that's a hugely important skill for kids to have. But what if I told you there's research out there on one skill in particular that gives you the biggest bang for your buck? Oh, I'm in. What is it? I'm not sure if I had the right answer, though. (laughs) Well, today we're going to focus on one social skill that can make a huge difference for both children and adults, and it ties directly to PBIS, and that skill is empathy. Empathy is defined as our ability to feel what other what another person is feeling combined with an ability to take on someone else's perspective. It was a skill included in the revised early childhood content standards for Ohio that were just released. Oh, I do remember seeing that. It was under social awareness strand to support social emotional development, right? Yep, you got it. So how does that connect to PBIS and everything else a teacher has to get through in the classroom every day? There is so much. I know. It really starts with the adults in the classroom modeling empathy in their daily interactions. Are the adults present and really listening when children or others are talking? Are they are they asking questions of each other and thinking of others before themselves? Are they able to put themselves into someone else's shoes? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, really remembering to meet children where they are. So essentially being developmentally appropriate as you teach empathy. This can be a challenge for sure, but so easy at the same time if you're aware of it. You're making me think about the bottom of the PBIS triangle, Michelle. This ties right in when you're thinking about positive relationships that are happening and um, thinking about the environment and making sure that it's safe in an accepting place. Yes. And do you remember when we were kids, we didn't have an iPad or a phone to keep us busy in the backseat for a long trip. We had to make up our own games and figure out how to get along with our siblings we were riding with. Talk about a crash course in empathy. Think about kids today and their access to to technology. It's everywhere. And perhaps there's not as many opportunities to learn and practice this skill on their own. (laughs) It's funny you say that, Michelle. It makes me remember trips in the car. And I was the youngest and always had to sit in the middle. And my sisters, I would look at one and the other one would tease me. And I'd look at the other and they would go back and forth. But you're right. We had to figure out how does the other person feel and really work through those skills. 
So, you know, with the challenges we have today with technology and just all the changes, how would you teach caring kids? You know, it sounds like teachers need to be real intentional about setting up places in their classroom for kids to um, really learn and practice the skill. And, you know, as I think about a classroom, it makes me think definitely dramatic play and then probably outside, like on the playground, being outside and playing together. Yeah, you got it. In dramatic play, children have a chance to practice empathy when they step into the shoes of someone else. I think about the kids that I've had in classrooms where they're pretending to be a mom or a firefighter or they're baking in the kitchen. On the playground, when they play tag or they make up games, they're learning boundaries, they're learning perspective taking and that give and take um, that naturally comes. But while teaching empathy is important, play is the most effective way for children to practice. Absolutely. Play is so important. And you know, it really does make me think empathy has so many ties to expectations that I've seen in schools. If you have the skill of empathy, you could be respectful, responsible, kind, caring. You know, what an impact that could have. There are so many resources and activities out there right now to support teachers and leaders in teaching empathy. There's 60-second strategies um, that Edutopia has pushed out on respectful touch. There's picture books that connect skills for children. And there's a ton of conversation prompts and questions that teachers can use during circle time, just to name a few. And we really encourage you to check out the resources on our website. You know, it also makes me think about NAEYC's developmentally appropriate practice that children Children really learn in an integrated fashion that cuts across academic disciplines or subject areas. You just can't separate out one specific area. Mm -hmm. they, they may learn responsibility during small group math activity, um, you know, or a cube of kindness in the block center when a friend doesn't have a block and someone shares. It sounds like this is also so true of empathy. Yes. And, you know, I once heard a speaker define developmentally appropriate practice like this. You know, it's developmentally appropriate when the child's attention span outlasts that of the adult. That's when, you know, developmentally appropriate things are taking place. I've never forgotten this, and it makes so much sense to me. That's a great quote. I love that. So, you know, we really do need to remember developmentally appropriate practice while we're teaching empathy and make sure there are lots of visuals, songs, movement, and time for play across the day. We've talked about play. We've talked about developmentally appropriate practice. We've talked about empathy and all the connections to PBIS. So we really, we want to leave you today um, with these four things. And we want you to really think about these four things as you wrestle with where should my focus be uh, from day to day. And we challenge you to pick one of those, play, developmentally appropriate practice, empathy, or PBIS, and choose one that you'll do more of in your day. And that's it for another episode of 8 with 8. Boy, if there was just one social skill our world needs right now, I think it would be empathy. I can't think of a better way to invest in our collective future than to make sure that we raise empathetic children. And what a great reminder of the power of play. It really is an incredible way for young children to learn about the world and each other. 
We haven't quite wrapped up the PBIS season just yet. We have one more episode coming out on January 6th, pulling all of this together. How can we get support from all school staff, not only participating in PBIS because kind of have to, but truly invested in the effort? Our last episode of this season will explore easy strategies that teams can use to help foster shared responsibility of the PBIS framework. But before then, we're taking a couple weeks off the pod in order to rest and re-energize over the winter break, and we hope that you do too. Thank you for joining us on this little podcast adventure of ours and for all that you do to support the children, families, educators, and communities of Region 8. We'll see you in the new year.